That's it. Google Stadia, as we know it, is basically dead. Is anyone surprised? Good morning. Good Monday morning to you. We're kicking off another week, and let's just all agree to kick its ass. I'm Shane Satterfield from Sifted, and this is Good Morning Gaming for February 7th, 2022. It comes bright and early every weekday to our patrons who pledge at patreon.com sifted, and it's delayed a couple days for everyone else. If you like our content, we also have a separate podcast feed for our flagship show, Game Face, that you can find by searching your favorite podcast service. You'll find the podcast versions of the rest of our content in the same feed you found this. Yes, it's true. A new report from Business Insider claims that Google has now, quote unquote, deprioritized Stadia internally and is no longer interested in securing the bigger third-party games to boost its library. This comes less than a year after Google stopped first-party exclusive game development for its platform. Business Insider also says that less than 20% of the Stadia team's focus is on the consumer side of the product, and the remainder is working on tech sales. The vast majority of the team is focused on securing white-label deals for its tech. It's targeting companies both inside and outside gaming, and has changed the name to Google Stream. As part of these conversations, Google is discussing supplying its technology to Capcom, which would allow Capcom to stream some of its games from its own website using the browser version of Stadia. It was also reportedly working on a deal with Bungie, though now that Sony owns Bungie, that deal's probably off. Google has also been working on a deal with AT&T to bring Batman Arkham Knight to its subscribers. For its part, Stadia is playing it pretty tight-lipped. It certainly hasn't admitted that Stadia is going away or really confirmed anything that was in the Business Insider story. It issued an official statement saying that it's still focused on bringing great games to Stadia in 2022, noting that it will be growing the platform's current 200-game library with another 100 games this year. It also tweeted out a response to the article that said, quote, If you hear one thing, hear this. The Stadia team is working really hard on a great future for Stadia and cloud gaming. We hope you agree, and we know the proof is in the playing, unquote. So, no denials of anything in the story. In fact, if you really read that quote, it sounds like it lines up with this reporting. The Stadia team is working really hard on a great future for Stadia and cloud gaming. Right. Okay. (laughs) Not exactly a glowing endorsement amid all of this reporting. Google is also working with Peloton, which is another company that's in really dire straits right now. It's working on a game for its bikes called Lane Break, which uses basically the same cloud service as Stadia. So it's trying to keep its streaming tech relevant, but as far as the actual Stadia business is concerned, it doesn't sound like it's willing to dedicate much resources, whether that's manpower or finances, towards the consumer end of Stadia. And let's just be honest, at this point it's become pretty obvious that Google is either incapable of successful pivots or it just isn't interested in pivoting at all. It just bails on its products when they're not an immediate success. It's done it over and over and over again. Remember Google Video, Google Answers, Google Glass, the Nexus Q, Google Wave, 
Google+, the list goes on and on and on. With no exclusive games for the service, it failed to attract any attention. That's really the truth of it all. You may not think that something like Stadia needs exclusive games. In fact, Google didn't think it did because it canceled all development last February. But when you don't have that game that people can only play on your service or on your platform or whatever, there's nothing to attract the eyeballs. There just isn't. And then you're just left with word of mouth to try to sell the service. One thing's for sure, do not buy any games on Stadia. They may be gone before you ever get close to finishing them. Now for some stories from the top of your sifts, and man, it was a really busy weekend for video game news. First up, a new bully game is reportedly on the way according to prominent industry insider slash leaker Tom Henderson. He states that there is something definitely happening with the bully franchise, quote unquote. Now that could mean a remaster of the first game is on the way, or it could be Bully 2. Rumors have been swirling for months now about a sequel to Bully, though, so it seems like that's more likely to be the candidate for the project. If you go back a year, maybe a little over a year, Game Informer created a game page for Bully 2, complete with a subtitle that apparently it just made up. I mean, publications generally don't do that. You have to also remember Game Informer is linked in with GameStop, the game retailer, they could share databases. I do not know that for a fact at all. Do not quote me on that. It's possible that they share databases and maybe there was an entry in the GameStop database for Bully 2 at a certain point. There's also been reports that it's been canceled three times, that it keeps entering development and then put on ice when Rockstar needs employees working on Bully 2 to help finish up another project. So who knows what's going on? This Tom Henderson guy, he's been pretty reliable in the past. And he still swears that a new Bully game is on the way. More surprising than Bully 2 is the fact that, according to EA, Skate 4 will be released soon. In EA's recent earnings call, CEO Andrew Wilson suggested that Skate 4 would be out quote-unquote soon. It was only announced around 18 months ago, so to me that seems pretty unlikely. Wilson also stated that user-made content will be the center of the Skate Reboot's design. Wilson called UGC a really valuable part of what our industry offers to our players and our fans that traditional media doesn't offer. It's been at the very center of The Sims for a long time, and other EA games like Madden and FIFA 2. So if they're really going to lean on user-created content to drive Skate 4, or whatever it ends up being called, then maybe it will come out soon. Maybe it's a free-to-play game. And they're just going to rely on the community to build new areas for the game. And then maybe players pay for those new maps that are created by users. And maybe the users get a cut of that. Who knows how that's going to work? That has not been pretty in the past. Paying fans for user mods has not really worked out the way it was intended in the past. Maybe EA has a better program for that. This whole idea honestly reminds me of the indie game Skater XL. It launched with very little content and then relied on its community to actually build out some of the new areas for the game, actually got into the nuts and bolts of working on physics for tricks and all kinds of stuff. But that game sold for next to nothing. So something's gotta give here. EA cannot release a game at full price and expect the community to build the vast majority of the game. So we'll keep an eye on this. It does sound like the new skate is coming before the end of 2022, but we shall see. So last week on Good Morning Gaming, I talked about how Hogwarts Legacy and Gotham Knights could possibly 
end up slipping out of 2022. And then I was immediately proven wrong when WB Games ended up delaying instead Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. But all signs are pointing to it releasing this year. The latest clue is that a tie-in book for the game called The Art and Making of Hogwarts Legacy has been revealed for release on September 6th, 2022. You don't generally release companion products for a product that's not yet available. It's not 100%. There have, in fact, been promotional products released for things that have not been released. It's very, very rare, though. So, obviously, the internet now believes that Hogwarts Legacy will be coming out September 6th or somewhere thereabouts. It has been in development for a long time. It has just had a really troubled development cycle, both technically within the studio and then socially with some of the people working on the game. So the game's development has been a mess, but it sounds like they may be coming in for a landing not too long from now. Japanese publication Famitsu released this weekend the top 100 selling games in Japan for 2021. And it was almost a complete sweep for the Nintendo Switch. In fact, the first 21 games in the top 100 are for Nintendo Switch. Monster Hunter Rise ended up being the number one selling game in Japan for last year. You have to get to the 22nd slot before a PlayStation game makes the list. It's Tales of Arise. And then at the 23rd spot, it's Resident Evil Village. It wasn't all that long ago that Japanese sales charts were completely reversed. It was all PlayStation at the top, and then the Wii U languished at the bottom. It has been a complete role reversal with the Switch and PlayStation 4 slash PlayStation 5. You have to hand it to Nintendo for turning it around in Japan. It's an important market to Nintendo, even though it's not all that important in the grand scheme of things as far as sales and finances are concerned. Japanese companies are very concerned about doing well in Japan, and Nintendo is killing it. So Rocksteady's upcoming game, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, was just reportedly delayed into 2023. However, the studio's prior trilogy looks like it's going to find a new home on Nintendo Switch. The Batman Arkham Collection is reportedly coming to Nintendo's console handheld hybrid towards the end of 2022. Of course, that collection includes Batman Arkham City, Batman Arkham Asylum, and Batman Arkham Knight. The information is pretty reliable. It's found on the same website that prematurely listed The Witcher 3 for Switch, and that ended up being correct as well. Also remember, Batman did appear on the Wii U, so the relationship is already there. Reviews for the PlayStation console exclusive Saifu came out this weekend, and so far, the scores have really been all over the map. It is a kung fu beat-em-up action-adventure game, and generally, the reviews have stated that the combat in the game is amazing. Literally sublime. Every review gushes over it, talks about how you see stuff happen in this game that you haven't seen in action movies. Essentially, impressions of playing the game are glowing. However, there is a Dark Souls-ish element to Sifu. Game Informer went so far as to call it a tiresome grind, but there are some outlets that have given the game 9.5s. There are reviews all the way from 9.5 down to, to 5.0, I believe, right now on Metacritic. Its Metacritic average, though, is doing pretty well. It's sitting at an 81, and as I said, it is a PlayStation console exclusive, but you can also pick it up on PC. 
All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll tackle today's boss fight. Welcome to today's boss fight where I tackle random topics that may or may not be related to video games. On Friday, Rockstar Games finally announced, officially, that Grand Theft Auto 6 is in active development. It shared this information in a blog post on the Rockstar Wire website. We finally have official confirmation that GTA 6 is on the way. To which I say, no shit, Sherlock. This was the biggest non-announcement announcement ever. But I do wonder what it signifies from Rockstar. And here is Rockstar's official statement. With the unprecedented longevity of GTA V, no denying that, we know many of you have been asking us about a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series. With every new project we embark on, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered and we are pleased to confirm that active development for the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. Well underway. That's good to hear. We look forward to sharing more as soon as we are ready, so please stay tuned to the Rockstar Newswire for official details. So there you go. Straight from the horse's mouth. GTA 6 underway. Well underway, I should add. That's an important word there. But again, something I think we all knew. I mentioned... Last week in Good Morning Gaming, the non-announcement announcement. The the games that you know are in development and then developers announce them and people still lose their minds. And that is exactly what has happened with Grand Theft Auto 6. The internet went crazy for a good two days. Suddenly everyone's talking about what they think is going to be in the game, what's not going to be in the game. A lot of people are hanging on the statement, with every new project we embark on, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered. As a sign that GTA 6 is going to be some revelation, something that turns gaming upside down, something that will set a new high watermark for our industry. And I would argue that that's not really what Grand Theft Auto is about. (laughs) It was at first... Grand Theft Auto 3, one of the most innovative games in the history of gaming. But since then, has the series changed all that much? It's actually become a little bit like Madden, where it adds stuff and then it takes it away. For instance, look at a lot of the stuff that was in San Andreas, and that stuff was nowhere to be found in Grand Theft Auto 4 or Grand Theft Auto 5. So they've actually pared the series down a little bit from San Andreas over time. I don't know if this means that they're going to go back and they're going to start piling on these options that they've taken away over the last couple entries. I don't know. I do think that Rockstar announcing this now is the studio signifying that the game's not that far away. I mean, we've had stories about the game starting production back in 2015. We're coming up on seven years from when it entered official production, and that's about the Rockstar cycle. (laughs) It usually takes about seven years to complete one of its big tentpole projects. So that would line up. In fact, that would mean probably this year, GTA 6. I do not think that that's happening. What I really want to talk about, though, is how we can't help ourselves. We get so excited about stuff that we already knew was going to happen. We knew we knew 
Grand Theft Auto 6 was in development. We knew that Grand Theft Auto 6 was eventually coming. We didn't find out anything new in this blog post from Rockstar. We just didn't. But it didn't matter. It's just hearing things from an official source when you've heard it kind of secondhand for the last handful of years, I guess I can understand why some people might get excited over that. However, at the same time, I would argue that most of the leaks, in fact, I would say 97% of the leaks that we end up posting on Sifted and we curate for your SIFs end up being true. It's hard to remember too many leaks from the last six or seven years that ended up not being true. There are just too many open channels now between developers, people trying to get jobs on LinkedIn, job postings because these studios need to hire people, and those are really great clues as well. Information is just so much easier to come across now that the leaks end up being accurate. So I would say Grand Theft Auto 6 probably did start development in 2015, and it probably is starting to round the corner. So my best guesstimate for Grand Theft Auto 6 would definitely not be this year. I would say best case scenario, fourth quarter of 2023. Rockstar does tend to try to release Grand Theft Auto toward the middle, late part of the year. And so I would say if like if it doesn't make it for next holiday, it may be holiday 2024. But I do think the important thing to take away from this is that Rockstar was finally comfortable announcing that it's in development. And once you do that, you know what comes along with it. You know questions come along with it. Before... These questions were asked off the record, at a bar, after an event, knowing that the reporter wouldn't report on it. But Rockstar putting this out there, now it's fair game to talk about Grand Theft Auto 6. And I think that's exciting. And I think that's what got people so riled up about this announcement. So I kind of railed last week on the concept of getting excited about the non-announcement announcement. But in this particular case, with a game this big, with a studio this secretive, that plays everything close to the vest, I can understand why people are really, really excited, and you can count me among the crew. Thanks for listening to Good Morning Gaming. A big thanks to everyone who listens to this show. I just want you to know that I appreciate every single one of you. Hope your week gets off to a great start. It is Monday. Today is the day you plant your flag in the ground and you make it happen. I'm Shane Satterfield. You can do what the cool kids do and follow me on Twitter at Dinfire and follow Sifted at Sifted Games. We'll be back with another show tomorrow, but until then, make sure you seize today because there will never be another. <laughs>